0: Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me as always is Billboard.com Senior Editor Katie Atkinson.
1: Hello.
2: How are you? Doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm fine. Yes. How, how are you? How was your weekend?
1: It was
2: great. Uh, you went to a little concert. I did. I did. You want me to save it, or do you want me to tell the people now? Katie went to, <laughs> who'd you see? I saw Coldplay, which anybody who listens knows that I love Coldplay. So, so we'll
0: hear all about that. Yeah, just terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> they were totally off their uh-huh. game. Um, well, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about all things Coldplay Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we've got an interview with uh, pop star Jason Derulo.
2: Jason Derulo.
0: He called in to discuss his new Greatest Hits album, his video for his new single, Kiss the Sky, and how you'll be seeing him acting on TV a whole lot more in the future, evidently. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, plus, we'll be talking about our brand new number one single on the Billboard Hot 100. The Chainsmokers Closer, featuring Halsey, jets back to number one. It doesn't jet back to number one. It just, it jets, just jets there. It just jets there, I'm giving both acts their first number one. Uh, Plus, the Suicide Squad soundtrack spins a second week at number one on the Billboard 200. But will it be number one for a third week? Not if Frank Ocean has anything to say about it, as his new Blonde album is gunning to debut in the top slot. Plus, uh, we'll be talking about uh, Katie's trip, as we said, to see Coldplay, uh, a wrap-up of the Hot 100 Festival that uh, was in Jones Beach this past weekend, and a preview of the MTV Video Music Awards. But first, but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. That's the letters K and the letter T and then Atkinson, (laughs) A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcast. We have a brand new podcast, too. We do. Yeah.
2: Our office maker, Selda, has a new Latin Connection podcast yeah. with our, our Latin editor, Layla Cobo.
0: Yeah, so if you uh, w- want to get more uh, Billboard podcasts into your life... Go check them out, and and Griselda and Layla are lovely. Mm-hmm. And um, you may have actually seen Layla on TV before, because she for a while hosted a TV show on PBS that covered Latin music. I didn't
2: even know this; that's
0: amazing. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> you know. Um, well, Katie, uh, it's been a busy weekend. Uh, you went and saw Coldplay. Yes. Uh, Britney's album Glory leaked. Yes. Frank Ocean dropped a book, an album, a long form video. Lou Pearlman died on Friday night. It was a very,
2: uh, in addition to the Billboard Hot 100 Festival. And the Hot so, 100 yes, Festival. It's been an insane weekend for Billboard News in yes. general. A lot of new stuff. Yes. Um, just
0: sort of briefly, um, I, I mentioned in there that Britney's album, Glory, which comes out for real uh, this Friday. For reals. For reals. Leaked over the weekend, and uh, I, I tend to follow a lot of Britney stans, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them are saying how this is a great album. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll believe it when I actually hear the non-leaked version.
2: I'm not a leak consumer, so I have I, yet to listen.
0: I haven't listened to it either, and um, I want to listen to what is supposed to be the authorized yes, version. Yes,
2: but I've also seen the very positive feedback.
0: Though, you know, those are stans, so... That's fair. Anything's possible. Um... <laughs> And uh, Lou Pearlman, uh, the, the Pop Svengali, who most people are familiar with as being the guy who kind of helped form NSYNC and Backstreet Boys.
2: Yep, and if you watched Making the Band back in the day when yes, uh, O-Town. O-Town got put together, that's probably like his most screen time, you know, on, on that show. So. Papa Lou.
0: Mm. I, not, yeah. yeah, Papa Lou.
2: And there were a lot of conflicted reactions online from his many artists. Yeah,
0: uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, Lance Bass, uh, Ashley Parker Angel from O-Town. Um,
2: uh, All things considered, they were kind. They, they were very much like, no one wants anybody to die. You know, like, I hope he had peace when he died. Yeah, that was Justin's. Like, he said mm-hmm. something like,
0: I, th- I think... Lance,
2: I, I Chris, Lance they all said mixed said something emotions. Along, yeah, Lance is something along the lines of like, you know, um, we might have had a conflicted history, but I, I, you know, I'm sad to hear of his death.
0: Yeah. And if you guys don't know who Lou Pearlman is, basically um, in the early 90s, he uh, basically started uh, pouring money into forming uh, boy bands and pop groups. And the first group that he assembled was Backstreet Boys uh took them on the road, they got popular in Germany, brought them to America, they started to get huge, then he went and made In Sync and
2: followed the same kind of uh exact playbook, took them to Europe, got them big there and then they came over here.
0: Both acts ended up uh filing suit against him and entered into months and months of legal wrangling uh because they were not happy with how their contracts were drawn up.
2: Yes, what I saw today was that Brian Latrell of Backstreet was the one who kind of spearheaded the lawsuit and it was in his name, and it said that from, like, 93 to 97 when they were touring in Europe and first coming over here, uh, that they each made only $12,000 or something like that. Yeah, Lance... Lan- something ludicrous.
0: Lance said uh, when, I guess, they got their... When the NSYNC kids got their first sort of big check at the end of 97, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe 98, uh, they were like, oh, how big is it going to be? We're so excited. It's going to be a huge check because... Like, I Want You Back was selling big. Mm-hmm. The self-titled album from Insync was huge. And I guess it was a $25,000 check mm. that each of them got. And that cascading effect and Lou Pearlman basically cut ties with Insync and Backstreet. Um, but he continued to stay in the pop business with other acts like O-Town and LFO and some others. Um, eventually, though, ended up in prison because of an elaborate Ponzi scheme um, where he basically ripped off lots of people he said
2: he had a fleet (laughs) of like 40 private jets and didn't even own one and just was taking people's money as investments and doing nothing with it ended up in prison died
0: at 62 last friday cardiac arrest um so there you go but you know uh had it not been for lou perlman we may not have ever had nsync or backstreet or what we got from you know justin and yeah justin timberlake so anyway and then amongst all this uh frank ocean decides to drop an album uh, and a book, and a mm-hmm. magazine, and so much stuff happened this weekend. We'll be talking about Frank in a second, but I want to hear about Coldplay, because oh, you yeah. love Coldplay so much, and this this concert was, where was this show at? It was at the Rose Bowl. So, enormous Huge. venue. Huge.
2: And, um, you know, as Coldplay is, uh, want to do, it was very, like, high production value, lots of lights, and confetti, and lasers, and just everything, and um, one of the things that happened was when you walked into the venue they gave you an LED bracelet and actually i think they did the same thing on the american music awards performance that they did last year and um and everyone in the crowd had a light up bracelet and so they would tr- change colors and and uh pulsate depending on the song it was crazy so that just like the visual effect of that everybody in the audience was part of the like light show It was so cool. Crazy. And, um, you you know, or did you
0: have to give it back at the end? Um,
2: you, you get handed it in, but like it's controlled by them. So it's not going to do anything fun after (laughs) if you were, I saw a lot of people walking out with them actually. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that? (laughs) It's a memento. Right. Um, but, uh, James Corden actually came out and, uh, was part of the Prince tribute that they did. They performed, um, nothing compares to you, him and Chris as a duet. And it was lovely. And James's voice is amazing and um maybe that'll chart next week Ooh, that'd be interesting could be on
0: our twitter real-time charts
2: and uh monday is actually james corden's birthday so we all sing happy birthday to him as well this past monday no as in like Today. monday now yes look
0: now when we're recording this. yes cool yeah, so... It sounds like you had a lovely time.
2: And I dragged my husband along, and I <laughs> think that dragged. he... Uh, I mean, it was it was a bit of a dragging, but once he got there, he, uh, he, he thought the... He'd never seen a show like this before. Like, he had never seen a production like that, and was totally blown away by it. Hmm. So I'm glad I dragged him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seeing a concert at a big stadium like that is always an interesting proposition, no matter who it is. Mm. Because it really... It, you're committing basically a whole kind of day
2: half a day at least yeah and actually uh chris martin joked about the traffic at the rose bowl which is infamous and said um you know i love justin bieber but would i wait in a two-hour traffic jam for him i don't know (laughs) it It was really great oh that's at least
0: you know it's good humored about that (laughs) um well uh Let's talk about the Hot 100. Yes. Um, where, by the way, uh, Coldplay jumps back in the top 40 this week with him for the weekend. Yes,
2: you informed me of that. They yeah. went from 41 to 35 this week.
0: But up at the top of the chart, mm-hmm. uh, Closer by the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey, vaults from number six to number one, marking the first number one for both acts as Gary Trust, who manages the Hot 100 and also is the other co-director of charts. Notes in his online story, this is the 1,000th and 57th Number one hit in the 58-year history of the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. Um, And notably, the song is up across the board in sales, streams, and airplay. I mean, it's a huge gainer this week. Um, And this is only its third week on the chart, I believe. Um, The song, and also the song, is only really getting started in airplay. Um, So if the radio support continues to build, we could actually see the song hold on at number one for a couple weeks. Um, The song rises 3 to 1 on the streaming songs chart, rebounds 3 to 1 on the digital songs chart, selling 116,000 downloads, up from just 81,000 last week. I say just. I mean, Hmm. not just. And it climbs 35 to 19 on the radio songs airplay chart, and that's where I was saying earlier how it's still building an airplay. The fact that it can still have weeks and weeks before it hits like the top 5 or number 1 on the radio chart... It could be one of those things where as the sales taper off, the airplay picks up and makes up for the lack of sales and keeps the song at number one, which is kind of kind of what happened with one dance with Drake started off as a huge sort of streaming and sales hit and then radio, which is always like the party finally caught up. Um, as for the rest of the Hot 100s top 10, last week's number one, Sia's Cheap Thrills slips to number two, while most of the rest of the top 10 is pretty static. It's not a terribly interesting chart outside of number one. I mean, that number
2: one is, we, we all, I were kind of like, whoa, Whoa. that really like catapulted.
0: I know. When I saw it, when, as we were like, we we were looking at some preliminary data over the weekend, I was like, is this going to hold? Is this happening? Is this, is this it? And... I feel like
2: Chainsmokers and Halsey are probably saying the same They're thing. They're like, like what? 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 Us? Really? <laughs> Me? Who?
0: Um, they probably are. Seriously. <laughs> I think Halsey certainly. I don't know what the Chainsmokers sort of disposition is. They
2: clearly is. have been on a trajectory, yeah. that, like to say the least. Like the, the three top ten songs, now their first number one. It's been a gigantic year for them, to say the least.
0: Um, Over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, the Suicide Squad soundtrack scores a second week at number one, earning 93,000 equivalent album units in its second week, uh, of which 50,000 were in pure album sales. Of course, all these numbers are according to Nielsen Music, as they always are. Uh, That makes Suicide Squad the first soundtrack with more than one week at number one since Guardians of the Galaxy notched a pair of weeks atop the list back in 2014. Uh, since then, we've had single-week leaders from Pitch Perfect 2, Descendants, Furious 7, and the first Empire TV soundtrack. Um, I was also noting how, uh, and I wrote this in an online story, this isn't in our notes, I was saying how it's unusual for a soundtrack to debut at number one and then spend a second week at number one. Right. Um usually soundtracks uh, especially kind of in the 90s and the early 2000s would start lower and move up Mm -hmm. so like soundtracks that we think of that were like huge multi-week things at number one Mm -hmm. like titanic and frozen uh the bodyguard uh they all did not debut at number one right okay they moved to number one later Mm -hmm. as like usually these soundtracks would come out like a couple weeks before the movie came out. Yeah. And then once the movie came out, it's like
2: blah. Now it feels like they're really always timed with the movie release. Yeah. And that's kind of how our mindset goes now too, like the something debuting, like, you know, often is the biggest week for it.
0: And because now we have Global Street Date, you know, Fridays mm-hmm. are the release dates for albums, which it is the same up. day as Box Look at Office. That. It's like somebody figured it out. so some <laughs> it, the synergy worked out perfectly. <laughs> Um, Well, will Suicide Squad hold on for a third week at number one? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Uh, Frank Ocean's new Blonde album, which we talked a little bit about already, uh, it dropped exclusively through Apple Music and the iTunes Store last Saturday, August 20th. Um, It's Frank's second album. And it's heading for number one, according to industry forecasters. Um, Those prognosticators suggest the set could finish the week with uh, over 225,000 equivalent album units, which should easily give Ocean his first number one. Um, His debut album, Channel Orange, debuted and peaked at number two. Back in 2012
2: And because I'm a regular Keith Caulfield reader I know what it was behind When it debuted What was it behind? It was behind Zach Brown Band Yeah Actually Which was also In its first week
0: Yeah they both debuted Well and also that What's notable about Channel Orange Is that when the album Came out It wasn't supposed To come out that week
2: That's right It, it came early After a leak yep. Like
0: well I think I'm not even sure If it was a leak Maybe it was Like I know he performed On like Fallon or something mm. And then after the performance They're like And
2: the album's out Right now Oh man And everyone's like What? See that used to be crazy and now it's like totally expected. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, he, so he of pulled course the, there's
0: an album here. He pulled the <laughs> a Beyonce light before Beyonce even happened. Beyonce
2: light. Um, well, we have
0: that to look forward to. Uh, make sure to stay tuned to billboard.com this weekend um, and also throughout the week because from what we're hearing, this album is shaping up to be a very uh, sexy sexy seller on uh, <laughs> iTunes <laughs> and it's also streaming like, like mad as well. So stay tuned to Billboard.com throughout the week. And, of course, come back to Billboard.com this Sunday, if you're listening in real time this week or close to real time, Mm -hmm. when we'll have our story announcing the new number one and uh, probably with Frank Ocean in the headline. Uh, Moving on, Billboard Hot 100
2: Festival. Uh, Katie and I were not there. Boo. But we heard all about it. <laughs> well, and <Boo. laughs> I follow a lot of our our coworkers on various forms of social media, so I feel like I was there. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I follow.
2: There's a lot of posting.
0: Yeah, if you follow Billboard on social media, you were completely aware of what was they, happening.
2: They did a lot of good stuff, and actually, um, Snapchat was crazy. And did you see the Ariana Grande Snapchat that we got?
0: No, she did a Snapchat for us.
2: Yeah, like uh, a photo with one of those fil- like crazy face filters the one that smushes your face together. <laughs> you need to see
0: it. Did she put it on our Snapchat
2: channel? Yeah, and then we posted it. I want to say, yeah, it was on the billboard Snapchat and but like so now it's probably long gone because oh, yeah. it's Tuesday. But <laughs> um <laughs> But if you go to, I think our um, Instagram account, we posted the, oh. the photo as well.
0: Well, Ariana was the big headliner on Saturday night. we well, one of a number of headliners, mm-hmm. but she, I think, I believe she closed out Saturday night's uh, show. Mm-hmm. Um, on Sunday night, Calvin Harris uh, closed out the show with a huge light show and the whole the whole shebang. Yeah, the the proper Calvin Harris setup that you expect. Um, so uh, from everything that I've heard, it was. Uh, wham bam! Thank you, ma'am. Success.
2: <laughs> I don't know about the thank you, ma'am part, but yeah. Wham bam! Thank you, ma'am. <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, Hot 100 Festival. Uh, another year in, in gone by. Uh, we look forward to uh, another festival a year from now. Maybe hey, bring we'll us scared. out. I was gonna say bring us out next year. Fly us out next time. <laughs> Um, but after after one huge pop music filled weekend, we've got another one coming up. The MTV Video Music Awards are this Sunday, August 28th, uh, and it'll be happening at Madison Square Garden in New York. It's the first time it hasn't happened in LA in a little bit.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it used to be in New York a lot more regularly, but um, yeah. I th- it's been maybe four or five years because it was at Barclays when Barclays first opened, Barclays Center. Oh, that's right. So it yeah, was that there. That was the last time it was in New York. I
0: think that was like, I want to say it's like three maybe th- two or three years ago but otherwise for like the past like five or six years it's been here yeah um because i know that partly because in the past five or six years you and i have basically covered it every yes. year and we're not covering it this yes. year so we've got a sunday free um ish, ish. yes I'll, I'll definitely be We're kind of both kind of covering it writing, from afar, etc
2: but yeah. um yeah, it's it's kind of weird to not be going or involved this year,
0: actually. Yeah. Well, performers on the show so far, and of course we're recording this on Monday, as we always do. Um, performers so far on the show include Britney Spears, Rihanna, Nick Jonas, and Future. Of course, they will probably add at least another three or four performers, as is the case with the VMAs and maybe some people that they
2: haven't announced. And Rihanna's getting the Video Vanguard Award. The
0: Michael Jackson Video Vanguard and Award. And so
2: we can probably expect sort of a career-spanning you know set from her because uh that's what justin did that's what beyonce did when they got the same award so looking forward to that does that mean she'll bring out calvin harris and jay-z and drake that's what i'm wondering like she's had so many incredible like features on all of her music and been featured on so many other people's music that'd be interesting but tune in yeah yeah um well i think now it's time perhaps katie for our interview with Jason Derulo! Yes, I got on the phone with Mr. Jason Derulo. Um, he has a lot going on right now. He actually released a Greatest Hits album last month. One of the first questions I had to ask is like, you're so young and you've only been doing this for like six years. How do you possibly have a Greatest Hits album? But you look at that uh, track list and you know every single song. Like the he has, Yeah, the album's called Platinum Hits. It's literally all of his, his songs that went platinum. Yeah. So um, it's uh, it's full of hits and it also includes a new song called Kiss the Sky. Just released a very joyous music video from that, so I talked to him about filming that video and kind of how it matches up with the song. And then he's got some things on the horizon. He's, he's wrapping up another season of uh, So You Think You Can Dance right now. And another thing he's doing with Fox is uh, doing a cameo on the new show, Lethal Weapon. And so we kind of talked about his acting future as well. Hmm. So um, here is our conversation with uh, Jason Derulo. I would- Jason, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thanks for chatting with us today.
1: My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: Of course. Um, you know, last week you actually performed in Dallas as part of the Bud Light Party convention, and I kind of was wondering how did you get involved with that campaign and how did the uh, how did the concert go?
1: Well, I, I heard about the biggest party uh, going down in Dallas. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm always about, about a huge party but also you know, it's a huge mu- musical um, aspect of the party, too, and, you know, I love music, so it, it's a perfect fit. Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, you performed on the same stage as, uh, Brett Eldridge in Dallas. Um, these concerts have all been pretty eclectic lineups. Did you get a chance to meet him, or did you already know him?
1: Uh, I, I, I didn't, unfortunately. I didn't. Um, but, you know, that, that's what makes these uh, concerts great, though, you know, the fact that they're so different. And, and you know, you, you have 13 of the, you know, some of the brightest stars uh, coming together to, to go to this big party. So I think it's, it's all around just good energy, you know, and I think people really need that right about that.
2: Absolutely. And um, speaking of good energy, you actually just released a video for your super upbeat, positive song Kiss the Sky, and the video definitely um, matched that vibe. Um, The video takes place at a resort, but all the workers get to join in on the party too, which was super cool. Uh, So what was it like making that video? It
1: was was super cool. You know, just just being able to play the, the character and um, even, you know, wear the same thing everybody else is wearing, you know, just like, just like really, really, I've been, I mean, it's, it's about a, a worker like saying today's my last day and, uh, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go crazy and then all the other workers seem like they, they're ready to quit too. You know, it's not a negative, um, quit, it's a positive quit where like, you know, after after this, is the next chapter is going to be a beautiful chapter. So, um, let's make a let's let's go out with a bang.
2: Absolutely, and uh, you you originally premiered the video through Instagram stories, which you were actually the first artist to do that. Um, how did that kind of come about, and what has the fan reaction been to that?
1: You know, I'm always uh, thinking about um, things to do that are kind of left field, that are that are very different than. Um, what other people are doing, and um, you know, I think releasing a video is a is a, is a perfect opportunity to do that every single time. So, me releasing you know videos like on, on Tinder and like uh, you know different things like that is just always thinking of new and creative ways to, to get the video to the people. Um, and of course, you know they go on YouTube shortly after. But you know, I think it's, it's, it's cool. You know, people. Always expect something brand new when I'm when I'm releasing
2: a video. Totally, I feel like a lot of people probably got to see it who might not have seen it otherwise. You know, maybe they're on Instagram, but they're not going to catch it on YouTube. So it's it makes sense. For sure, for sure, sweet. Um, And "Kiss the Sky" is uh is the one new song on your Platinum Hits collection, which came out in July. Um, what's incredible about Platinum Hits is the fact that your debut album only came out six years ago in 2010, and you already have enough hits for a full greatest hits album. You know, in your wildest dreams when you started um, this career, did you imagine you'd already be putting out a greatest hits album like this early on? Um, I, I think it's, it's incredible. It's, it's really, really, you know,
1: something that, that humbles me, honestly. Um, but I, you know, I didn't even I didn't even think of it as a, as a great hit. I, I was you know kind of just putting a compilation together, um, and then uh, you know I just wanted to put people's favorite you know a bunch of people's favorite songs together so they didn't have to flip through different albums. And then I kind of noticed that that all of the songs were you know multi platinum songs. Um, so I was like, well, damn, let's let's call it the, the platinum hit you know, um, and people are, are, you know, taking it as as the greatest hits, which is, which is cool, <laughs> which I think is, you know, amazing, um, because they, they are definitely, you know, shocked that, that can be considered that for sure, all top teams, and all platinum, you know, it's, it's a test of the fans out there, man, They're, they've been super supportive.
2: Yeah, and it's actually, um, because we're Billboard, we obviously are always paying attention to the charts, and it's the only, it's only the third um, hits collection to hit the Billboard 200 albums chart this year, and one of the other ones is Paul McCartney, so you're, you know, you're in pretty good company there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. That's amazing. Yes, is a great time to, to, uh, to celebrate, you know? That's why, that's why the Light thing so that but, um, you know, because I got the... Megan Trainer uh, song that I uh,
2: co wrote
1: the Me Too song. Yeah. Um so yeah it's been like, it's been a good, it's been
2: a very action packed uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, well you always uh, stay pretty busy. You also are a judge on So You Think You Can Dance, which is um is featuring dancers between the ages of eight and thirteen this season. So what has it been like to kind of judge and mentor these these younger dancers this year? Oh,
1: it's been incredible. And it's been incredible, and I think that the best part for me was that it was it was shocking, you know. The beginning was like, "Wow!" Like, I didn't know what to expect. You know, um, younger dancers, but they turned out to be incredible, and, and I don't know why, why I didn't know that because I mean I see you know kid dancers all the time, but, and, it, and it's literally a just a different time. Yeah. You know these kids are able to do things that um, are are way different than when when, I, when I, even when I was growing up. You know, um, and as as time progresses, you know we're, we're we're just getting we're just getting better and better, um, more talented, uh, more athletic. Um, you can see it with the Olympics, you know how many people are just beating records all the time. You know, it's the same thing with dance. And, you know, shows like So You Dance and, and Dance with the Stars, those kinds of shows, um, have, have kids starting super-duper early. Um, so, it, you know, it really is jaw-dropping to see what, what these kids can do.
2: Totally. And, you know, also on Fox, you, uh, you're set to guest star on the new show Lethal Weapon in September playing a boxer. Have you guys, have you already shot your scenes for that?
1: I, I did, I did, which was a lot of fun because I, I, I grew up as, as a as a boxer for a couple years. My mom um, killed that dream, um, uh, so it was fun to kind of get into get the character for a second, you know, and get get that long lost dream for a second.
2: And you know, you also cameoed on on Empire. Do you kind of hope to do more acting work like that? That's pretty cool that you're you know exploring that too.
1: I do, I do. Cause right now, it's, you know, um, doing like little things like that while I search for the for the correct um, part for me, right? You know, like this is this is all this is all cool and fun, but like when when my my real acting debut comes, it, you know, it just has to be the correct role. Because I went I went to a college to act, you okay. know what I I'm, I'm not I'm not the the singer that is you know, just going to do uh, acting because I'm, I'm a famous singer. You know, I, I really take this seriously. So um, I've, I've waited uh, this long, you know, and now that I'm ready, um, I, I have to just make sure that I'm getting into the, into the right role for my first look.
2: Totally. And, uh, you know, not that you're not already doing enough, but what is next for you? Do you have any tour plans or new music on the horizon at all?
1: uh I do have uh both of those new music coming very shortly I have a huge collaboration coming very shortly um and uh my shoe line, level 13 is uh is dropping in September um so really excited about that so
2: it never stops for Jason Derulo basically so, <laughs>
1: It's definitely not. Definitely not. There's a lot going on, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm a ble- and I'm blessed.
2: Absolutely. And we really appreciate you taking time out of that busy schedule to, to talk to us today. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. Nice to talk to you, too.
2: Thank you so much to Jason for uh, getting on the phone with us. He was delightful to speak with. He's, he's Every time I've talked to him,
0: he's been nothing but the perfect gentleman and so yeah. nice.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's no wonder that he's had all the success and more is totally deserved for him. Let's get to our <laughs> uh, chart set of the week. Yes. Uh,
0: this week in 1969, Johnny Cash's landmark Johnny Cash at San Quentin album Became his first number one on the Billboard 200 chart. It was on the chart dated August 23rd, 1969. The live album spent four weeks atop the chart and went on to earn a Grammy Award nomination for Album of the Year. Now, Johnny Cash wouldn't rule the chart again in his lifetime. His only other number one was American Five, 100 Highways, which topped the July 22nd, 2006 chart, nearly three years after his death. As a testament to his legacy and his popularity after his death, 4 out of his 6 top 10 charting albums have all occurred following his passing. He most recently hit the top 10 in 2014 without Among the Stars. Uh, one more San Quentin note, it also yielded Cash's biggest hit on the Billboard Hot 100 and his only top 10 on the list the Shel Silverstein poem-turned-song A Boy Named Sue. It reached number two for three weeks back in 1969. Bonus
2: round! <laughs>
0: what song was it stuck behind? Now, this isn't really a proper quiz, Katie, because Katie has the answer in front of her.
2: Oh, I didn't even see that I had it. I was really starting to, like, yeah. guess. No, I we're... was going to go Beatles. I'm I'm close.
0: You're close. <laughs> uh, we're not going to play a guessing game. It was actually the Rolling Stones' Honky Tonk Women. So some women blocked a boy from number one! hey yo. This is what chart geeks live for. Uh, So there's your chart stat of the week. This week in 1969, Johnny Cash hit number one with Johnny Cash at San Quentin. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Any parting words, Katie? Man, I just, can I go see Coldplay again? Sure. (laughs) Sure. We should go out oh, on cool. a Coldplay song.
2: Yes, yeah, so let's do that.
0: Um, what do you
2: want to go out on? Ooh, man. Um, I'm going to go with the song that they went out with. It's called Up and Up it's right from not. the new album. Okay. And it's so positive and happy. It's perfect. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Get, it,
1: get it together, right now.